Due to the mature content of this program, listener's discretion is advised. Thanks for tuning back into the Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts. I'm Mandy. And I'm retired Major Hugh Jess. Coming at ya. In your face. Gross. Good times. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Got yourself some pee hole cafe, mouthful of goodness. (laughs) It's the it's it's a place to cater your holiday needs, your hunger needs. But we hope you enjoyed that little commercial we included for you in the last episode. Um But yeah, to start off December, we wanted to be a little festive, and we're going to start it off with the theory or reality of Bigfoot. So I'm sure we all know who Bigfoot is, the Sasquatch, the Yeti. Is he the Yeti, or is that that the Abominable Snowman? Yeah, that's the Abominable Snowman, who we will (sighs) talk about a little later. Yeah, we'll include that in here as well. So to start off, I'm going to give some backstory on Bigfoot, the definition of Bigfoot, and kind of how the concept of Bigfoot came about. So to start off, uh, I'm taking this information from wikipedia.org, and this is their little uh, brief synopsis, if you want to call it that. In North American folklore, Bigfoot or Sasquatch are said to be hairy, upright-walking, ape-like creatures that dwell in the wilderness and leave footprints. Don't most things leave footprints? (laughs) There's like a muddy, wet area. Yeah, well, yeah, they leave an impression, though. All right. Yeah. Depictions often portray them as a missing link between humans and human ancestors or other great apes. They are strongly associated with the Pacific Northwest, particularly Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia. And individuals claim to see the creatures across North America. Over the years, these creatures have inspired numerous commercial ventures and hoaxes. The plural nouns Bigfoots and Big Feet are both in use. All right. <laughs> Folklore. I believe I heard the term big ass used a few times also. <laughs> Huge ass knows all about big ass. You bet. <laughs> all right. Uh, folklorists trace the figure of Bigfoot to a combination of factors and sources, including folklore surrounding the European wild man figure, folk belief among Native Americans and loggers, and a cultural increase in environmental concerns. A majority of mainstream scientists have historically discounted the existence of Bigfoot, considering it to be a combination of folklore, misidentification, and hoax rather than living animals. So that's basically what Bigfoot, the history behind Bigfoot, to sum it up briefly, is. Uh, Wikipedia does go on to include a short description, kind of, of what the appearance and the features of Bigfoot might be. So I'm just going to go over that shortly. I don't want to keep you guys bored. People who claim to have seen it describe Bigfoot as large, muscular, bipedal, ape-like creatures, roughly six to nine feet, covered in hair described as black, dark brown, or dark reddish. And it's got enormous feet, hence the name Bigfoot. So that's a very short version of Bigfoot. I don't want to go into extreme diving deep into this uh, Wikipedia thing here, because that's just going to bore the crap out of you. So... (laughs) That's a little history on Bigfoot. Obviously, it's got big feet. They've found traces of it. People have reportedly seen the creature. And it is interesting because it is a big 
myth. That's what we want to call it right now is a myth, but we're going to dive into some of the evidence, quote unquote, for Bigfoot. So we want you to join us and dive deep into this. Dive deep. <laughs> our next dive deep. Uh, our next article, it's called The Evidence for Bigfoot, and this was taken from AnimalPlanet.com. I love Animal Planet. It's interesting, and they usually have pretty legit information. I don't want to say always, but a lot of times it's it's good information. So let's go into that. The evidence for Bigfoot. And me and Hugh are going to go back and forth on this one. So there's six different pieces of evidence that they include in their article. So number one, and this is a quote, most researchers who study the Bigfoot subject will point to the abundance of witnesses as the factor they found most compelling about the mystery when first becoming acquainted with it. Over the course of time, Bigfoot researchers meet enough eyewitnesses to realize there are indeed many, many eyewitnesses across the continent who are indeed very credible. Often there are multiple witnesses to a given sighting or encounter. Continued quote, There are in fact way too many eyewitnesses for this phenomenon to be purely imaginary as skeptics assert. With such an abundance of eyewitnesses who are so dispersed across the continent and dispersed across the decades, the alternate skeptical explanation that the sightings are the result of hoaxers, in whole or even in large part, becomes much less likely. Researchers eventually come to realize that if there are indeed so many credible eyewitnesses across the land, then the species they so consistently and emphatically describe probably exists also. So that's number one. Basically... The, the number of people who've come forward and claimed it to be a reality, that they've witnessed it, they've actually seen this creature or witnessed something of the sort that can't be man or ape, is leading a lot of scientists to think maybe there is such a thing as Bigfoot. So Yes, I actually know people and have talked to people mm -hmm. who have told me they've seen Bigfoot. Bigfoot meaning there are many Bigfoot uh, creatures. <laughs> Uh, yeah. located around North America. But mm -hmm. uh, one person in particular is a really tough guy. He claims to have seen one down here near where I live in the southern mountains of New Mexico. And uh, as he's relaying the story, the toughest guy I've ever known, okay? We'll just say that. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've known some tough people. But he, he claims that this thing was following him, kind of walking parallel to him down the road and uh, at nighttime. Yeah. And he couldn't tell how big it was, but he guesstimated it was eight feet tall. That's basically what he guesstimated. And he could see the outline of it. And Great. the one thing that creeped me out about it was he said that it had red eyes, like glowing ah. red eyes. And this is a nighttime experience, and uh, I spoke with other people that described the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it couldn't just be like mind trickery or tricks no, in the dark or anything like that? No, he was scared out of his wits. This, mm. <laughs> this is a guy who will fight anybody, too. I mean, mm -hmm. and win, usually. But yeah. he, was scared, he was scared to even talk about this thing. and uh, Yeah, where he'd come back. Yes. Back to haunt him. <laughs> uh, another yeah. woman that I'm very close to here claimed she saw one once. It took like two strides across the highway, and boom, it was, <laughs> you know, it was like, I don't know, 
ten foot strides or something, and it was like Ugh. across the road. <laughs> I'll and, just take uh, two steps. That equals twenty of your steps, and I'm in front yeah, of. Yeah, she swears that that is exactly what happened, and I believe her because, well, you know, she's my wife. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I have to, and that, that's that's just a couple people, and I've met, I'd say ten people, mm-hmm. and. For that many people to describe this thing the same way and have that same spooked look on their face, I have to believe there's something to it. So Yeah, there's got to be. Can't just yeah. be a bunch of false pretenses, you know, false no. witnessing. Uh, I've never From physically what I seen it, but it scares it's never me. killed anybody, but just scared yeah. the living hell out of several people. You know, like kind of side. It was, it was walking side, side by side. Maybe with twenty feet apart from this guy, no, mm. and just keeping pace with him. Yeah, I was gonna say side note. You know that uh, I can't remember the company, but it's like a beef jerky company, and they have the Sasquatch as their mascot or whatever. Oh right, right. I know what <laughs> well, you they, mean. They have like the cardboard cutouts of that uh, in one of these grocery stores near our, near our hometown, and <laughs> whenever we go in there with our daughter. And she sees it. She like freaks out. She's like, "Oh, scary, scary!" <laughs> just because of the the creepy Bigfoot. So it's like even she's terrified of it. Even if that's just like a fake depiction of what it actually looks like. Uh, just kind of a little side note. There it has nothing he's to do fake. with what you're talking yeah, about. He's, he's big fake <laughs> or fake yeah. foot. Yeah, yeah, fake foot. All right. All right. So here we go. The mystery behind the sightings of Sasquatches a term used interchangeably with Bigfoot, took out a new dimension in the 1960s when Dr. Grover Krantz of Washington State University began examining casts and photos of footprints from various parts of Washington. One of the sets of casts showed anatomical features of an injured foot that were either made by a real upright walking primate or an artist with an expert understanding of primate foot anatomy. Damn. Content courtesy of the BFRO, whatever that is. Burfro. Yeah. Beefro, man. (laughs) Beefro. All right. The third bit of evidence for Bigfoot. And it's more quotage. More quotes here for y'all. The Patterson-Gimlin film is widely regarded as one of the strongest pieces of evidence for the existence of Sasquatches. The footage was obtained in a remote mountainous area in Northern California in 1967. The two men involved were Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. Patterson was a rodeo rider from Yakima, Washington. He was trying to make a documentary about the Bigfoot mystery when he went down to Northern California with a rental 16mm movie camera after hearing about numerous tracks in the valley around Bluff Creek. The footage has been repeatedly analyzed by scientists over the last 40 years. It has never been proven to be a hoax, yet various individuals have confessed, quote-unquote, to being a man in the costume over the years. All of the confessions contradict each other and are strongly suspected of being hoaxes themselves. No one has ever brought forward the actual costume involved, and no one has ever been able to create a matching costume, though many have tried. The difficulty in creating a matching costume has to do with the limb ratios. The figure in the footage has shorter legs and larger arms, proportionally, than a human. The differences are most apparent when the figure is juxtaposed, never heard of that word before, to the figure of a human in a Bigfoot costume. The difficulty in creating a matching costume has to do with the... What? 
Oh, they have it double. Okay. So that's yes. that's the end of the article or the end of that piece of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, period. Period, yes. Carry on, yeah. you. All righty. Most of the native tribes across North America have stories in their oral traditions describing giant hairy figures that look and behave very similar to what many Americans and Canadians have described over the past few centuries. The tribes are spread across all of the linguistic groups of native languages. Every native linguistic group has its own name for these figures, suggesting the stories of these figures did not all arise in the same place. Sightings continue to happen on certain native reservations in the United States and Canada. Those reservations with an abundance of natural food sources. Like I said, and I'll just say that the guy I was talking about earlier is a Native American. Tough guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's seen this thing. And it scares the hell out of him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to think what I would do if I saw this thing. I'd probably crap my pants. Probably. Back to the pants crappage. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> yes. All right. More quotes. Why do I get... Yes, thank you. That was me all along. <laughs> Why do I get all the ones with the freaking quotes? It's like quote after quote after quote. I don't all know. right. Quote, unquote. There are many examples of recordings attributed to the sounds of Bigfoots, which are very distinct from the sounds of other animals. Bigfoots are said to make loud howls and screams at night, as well as wood knocking sounds or rock clanking sounds. I have heard of that before. And there's actually videos on YouTube of yeah, a parent scream. Bigfoot. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's uh uh-uh. uh. It's almost <laughs> like a, a weird a sounding that? civil defense siren or something. Ugh. Very strange. Maybe it's its mating season. That's its mating call. Don't yeah. be around when you hear that. It will try to mate with you. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. All right. The most compelling collection of recordings was obtained in California's Sierra Nevada mountains in the 1970s with the help of a newspaper journalist from Sacramento. Those recordings, called the Sierra Sounds Collection, are widely believed to be authentic recordings of Bigfoots. A few of those recordings captured what sounds like a primitive language. And then more quotage. <laughs> is that even a word, quotage? More quotes? Quotage. It is quotage today. action. Yeah. Yeah, made a new word for you. Sound recordings have been obtained in eastern states as well, such as Ohio, Mississippi, and Florida. Well, that wasn't very eventful. I thought there was going to be more to it. Yeah, I thought <laughs> there was somewhere going with that. And the, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. If, if if I can look up some of the the soundtrack for what the um, Bigfoot sounds like, I will include it right here. An excellent addition to our library of sounds. Yes. The clacking and the screaming yeah. and the wailing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Beginning in the late 1990s and continuing for the next 10 years, fingerprint expert Jimmy Chilcutt in Texas began examining details in track casts obtained in various parts of the country. He noticed distinct dermal ridges in some of the casts. Some of the nearly microscopic details showed healed scars where the skin had been previously cut or damaged. Gross. Some of the casts showed larger longitudinal ridges, which were also thought to be dermal ridges originally. 
Other researchers later demonstrated that those larger longitudinal ridges could have been created inadvertently in the process of pouring the liquid plaster into the track impression. The more microscopic details of the heated dermal scars, however, were not caused that way. Quote, the healed scar patterns tend to confirm the authenticity of the tracks in question. Unquote. Gosh, that's legit right there. That is something. (laughs) That's something else. I tell you what, Hugh. (laughs) All righty. And now we've got a bonus section. Yes. Now, Bigfoot was described as being black, brown, or red. Uh, This guy, and this is through the courtesy of Britannica.com, topic abominable snowman. (laughs) This is our Bigfoot's cousin out there in the Himalayas, that crazy area. Mm-hmm. And the abominable snowman, Tibetan Yeti, mythical monster resembling a large, hairy, ape-like being supposed to inhabit the Himalayas at about the level of the snow line, which I would imagine is pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. And you, you get that further continuation of the mountainous regions where these things are seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so evidently they like, they like the high country. Yeah. Uh, Though reports of actual sightings of such a creature are rare, certain mysterious markings in the snow have traditionally been attributed to it. Those not caused by lumps of snow or stones falling from higher regions and bouncing across the lower slopes have probably been produced by bears. At certain gates, bears place the hind foot partly over the imprint of the forefoot, thus making a very large imprint that looks deceptively like an enormous human footprint positioned in the opposite direction. Mm. That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, now this Bigfoot guy uh, of the Himalayas, the Yeti, mm-hmm. which is not just an expensive cooler. Uh, they're good, though. I yeah, they are, they, are, they are nice. I'm yeah. saving up. I'm by the by the year 2030 i should be able to get one uh now the the snowman the yeti we'll just call him that uh they have kind of a tannish whitish color to them mm-hmm. so they adapt to that uh that whole kitschy himalayan thing a polar and, atmosphere yeah they look like a giant it look that's you know that's a good point it looks like a neanderthal got it on with a, a polar bear with a polar bear Hey, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. If there's any chance of it uh, procreating within species, you know, who knows? Maybe it did yeah. happen. Oh, well, gross. Someone had a choice in the matter. Hopefully Ugh. it was consensual. Right. Well, Jesus. No. <laughs> uh, all right. That's my, that's my whole thing right there. That's all of it. I know you were waiting on that. So Your little bonus yeah. on the Yeti. The Yeti, right. bear man, or abominable snowman. Yeah, you got to include him in here. That's that's definitely festive for the upcoming holidays, the winter right. winter months. So my last article here was taken from history.com. I'm sure everybody knows that uh, channel, History. It's very informative, very fun, very uh, legit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and this one was actually really cool. 
the article is called Bigfoot Captured. And as always, we, we will include all the articles, links to those articles in the description below. But this article was really cool because it includes videos. And the first one is of a 3D printing of a Bigfoot skeleton. And it shows the ratio and proportions of what a Bigfoot would look like compared to a human. It's really cool. Um, definitely uh, fun to watch. And then the second video that they include in this article, it's called Something Eerie in the Woods. And it gives you yeah. a little bit of that feel of being in the dark woods. It's got the night yeah, vision. It shows, shows a guy that looks like he just crept in his pants <laughs> over something. He probably did. He's like, oh, yeah. what the frick is that? Yeah, so, he's got that look on his face. Yeah, definitely out of all the articles we uh, include in the description box, check this one out. Because this one's really fun. But this is very short. Very short little tidbit that they include on here. It's basically revolving around the videos. But what they said is Bigfoot is America's most legendary creature and one that has always inspired more questions than answers. Could something resembling a massive man-ape really be roaming forests and hiding in the shadows undetected? Whether you believe in Bigfoot or not, there's something provocative about the idea that we could be living with an unseen monster. But what if one day we did more than catch a glimpse of one? What if we captured the creature? The two-hour special compiled by a director who traveled the world looking for a proof Bigfoot actually exists takes an unexpected turn when a Sasquatch capture is caught on camera. What happens when what most of us think is fiction becomes fact? And what does it mean for us all if the creature really is out there? Dun-dun-dun! So yeah, yeah it'll include uh, apparently the real-life uh, capturing of Bigfoot. We'll let you decide if it's legit it or not. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I'll tell you what it means. Okay. It like cut out at first. So it's like, meow. like at yeah. the end, it sounded like a cat meowing almost. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so that's our articles on Bigfoot. Um, yes. I like your stories, Hugh, though, about your friends and your wife who've actually witnessed whether or yeah. not it was actually Bigfoot or if it was something resembling it. Maybe it was just a really tall, hairy human. Because, I mean, I know some people no. who are over seven feet tall and they're pretty hairy. Yeah. <laughs> not with the glowing red eyes thing, though. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're kind that of, I can't. They're more of the opinion that uh, Bigfoot is kind of a demon. They're, yeah. they're of that opinion. Like a bad and, omen. Uh, this guy yeah. I was telling you about, I can't stress it enough. Nothing scares him. He's not scared of mountain lions. And I mean, there's big ones in this area. Mm -hmm. uh, bears, you name it. Yeah. Wolves, nothing. But this thing scares him. So. Uh, that's sort of like a manifestation of a demonic yes. being. That's Ugh. what he believes, yeah. That's probably why he almost crapped his pants. If not, didn't. If he did. Well, he, no, he ain't going to admit to that. That's for nah. sure. I, I wouldn't either. Even if it yeah. legit happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm just going to let this one go. People What's will know that soon smell? enough. Oh, that's Bigfoot. <laughs> I was standing by Bigfoot and yeah. his stank rubbed off on me. Yeah. So, nothing, don't worry about it. <laughs> his skankosis rubbed off on me. I gotta go <laughs> shower or something. <laughs> Power wash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me the wax, too. I went all this <laughs> off of me. Just detail the crap out of it. Yeah, shit. Get it, get it done. <laughs> I like how in every episode we've been talking about crap. 
Literally. I don't know why it happens. Just, <laughs> just tends to go in that direction. Just migrates into each episode. We told you. I told you, everybody. Starting with that Illinois Hauntings episode when we talked about crapping our pants, it was going to make itself known in every episode from then on. And it's held true. And it's not intentional. It's really not. It just hey, happens. I think people out there enjoy it. They're yeah, tuning it in. happens kind of like a yeah. short. <laughs> Count how many times they talk about crap or <laughs> crapping their pants. You'll win a prize if you get the number right. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for uh, listening in everybody that was our episode on Bigfoot we may pick this up again but we thought it would be fun to start off December with a topic around a creature that many people have witnessed in the colder months if not the winter months so and then also it's cousin if you want to call it that the Yeti thank you again for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time bye 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 hey listener come closer no really Just a little bit closer. That might be too close. One step back. There. Perfect. You're perfect. How do you feel about murder? How do you feel about spooky shit? And how do you feel about coffee? If you feel warmly toward any of these, then join us every Saturday on The Dark Roast. Join us where our souls may or may not be darker than the coffee we drink. We can be found on Podcast Stitcher. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you.